So picking up from the previous episode, we were just about to get into the pitfalls of having a holy land. And that discussion ends up dovetailing into another one dealing with the fact that science and religion were once one and perhaps should be there again. And we seem to not be able to help ourselves but loop back into science and the importance of genetic diversity. coming down to like the conclusion is that we're gonna have to look at all faiths with a skeptical eye so like any faith that um insists on connecting to a specific place to the exclusion of other peoples yes we got to look at that faith with a skeptical eye like a faith that wants to claim land and not share it you know we really have to wonder about what they're sort of doing there you know, yeah, like what's the goal there? What's the, <laughs> the goal? goal is very obvious, but very dangerous. Yeah. Right, right. The whole idea of lifting up one place on earth over another as more holy or more close to God, right? Um, and one place on earth over another that's like not for these people, but only for us, you know, I think is really problematic. Um, I think it stands not only against, you know, just sort of the idea that we've been talking about, about there being one human race, um, and we need to be sharing resources, um, but also, you know, stands against what you just talked about, which is, you know, look, the reality is it doesn't take every single science. It's not fantasy. Every single scientist that you could ever talk to says if humanity is going to survive into the future, we got to get off this planet. Yeah, we have to. Um, and so we just look to the stars long enough and you see entire, not just planets, but entire galaxies being destroyed. (laughs) You can't just stay in one spot. No animal on this planet that just stays on that one spot forever, whatever, make it. Well, and what, what allowed for humanity, especially to be so successful is a, our ability to walk long distances and b our brain's ability to develop uh, us as like the ultimate generalists where we could be you know, basically successful anywhere on earth, except for underwater and at the North and South pole, you know, but can eat almost any food animal can figure out how to kill almost any animal and can figure out how to live and thrive in almost any environment. Um, that's sort of what defines us as a, as a people, I get it. Like we've got a circadian rhythm that's completely tied to this earth. Um, we've got millions and, you know, millions of years of, um, building up defenses against microcosms, you know, of, um, 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 you know, little micro animals and, um, you know, viruses and things that get inside of us and our bodies know how to fight it off because we're totally created by this earth, of this earth, from this earth, and taking our bodies into space for a long period of time, taking them to another planet with another type of, you know, just another level of gravity is gonna fuck with us, like totally gonna fuck with us. But like what's 100% holding us back is any faith that says, no, this is where we belong from now until forever. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, because then literally we can, say, yeah. we can have people say, oh, there's a comet to destroy us all on this planet and uh, we have to leave. And you'll yeah. have a large number of people who will just refuse to leave. Yeah, they'll go to Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as I get blown up in Jerusalem or whatever place of faith. I know. I know. It's the... <laughs> It's the most basic thing. Any, it's like any faith that 
wants to tie us to a place on earth or to earth and isn't looking to the stars or beyond, like it's not helpful to humanity. Um, in the same way, by the way, like on an even like more like everyday kind of scale, any faith that excludes its members to marrying people outside the faith or people, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And not just for cultural reasons, but also for like genetic reasons. <laughs> I was going to say, we, the, our new faith would have to push den- genetic diversity. I mean, a hundred percent, like, you know, and that might be a cultural thing, you know, like how do we like make it so that people want to marry someone different and have kids with someone different? Like that's like gotta be, there is a gateway to that, by the way, that I've discovered in my dating life, um, which is to say that I'm very attracted to women who are different. Like very, it's, very it's actually, that's the normal thing. If you just observe children before parents get into their heads right you're just attracted to something that's different it's only natural that you need a, a fresh set of genes it's always yeah. fascinating someone yeah. who's different um, <laughs> you have to be taught otherwise so we need a faith that pushes that um and a faith that probably has its origin story that we came from the stars not from here yeah. Yeah. and that the new holy land quote unquote since we've seen the need that is out there somewhere well, here's my question if for you. If the man is here, like you said, you'll never leave. <laughs> right. And but here, here's my question for you. I get why we need to separate church and state. Like that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense because it's power worlds. And I've been a religious leader. I've felt that power. I know what it's like to be tempted with the possibility of like shaping a person's vote. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're not allowed to do that as a religious yeah. leader, like there's laws against that in America, but they do it all the fucking time because do it you can do all it. the time. Yeah. 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 There was this big thing uh, back in my DC days where, and I don't want to get too deep in the story, but suffice it to say a situation rose up where I was actually called in to be a witness at, um, at this family dispute. Um, and yeah. uh, because I was leading a religious service when this disagreement happened. And they oh. tried, they, they, I got, um, so what, what do you call it? When I got served, like a dude came to me and, and handed me a piece of paper and said, you've been served. And I had to like, I was being forced to go into a deposition, but I didn't want to do it because I would have had to take sides there. And, um, and my synagogue actually fought against it and won. And I didn't have to be deposed. Um, and, and they used an argument that was this old school argument that basically said, um, that a rabbi's opinion holds unfair weight in the court of law, which is why you shouldn't bring a rabbi as a witness because they'll, or any religious leader as a witness, because the, because, um, the jury will, will assign them undue respect. Yeah. And if the law was serious at all, they would say the same thing about police officers, but that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that was going to keep on coming up. We, we can't yeah. cover that one enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can't cover that one enough. So, um, so yeah, I, the point I'm trying to make here is that it totally makes sense to me why church and state should be separate. And I think they should remain separate. It does not yeah. necessarily make sense to me why science and religion should be separate. Right, right, right. It it almost needs to be both because people are motivated differently. It wasn't always separate, you know. I mean, when you it's like okay, well, what's science, right? Like, are we really going to say that like people who are reading tea leaves in China, um, you know, and making political decisions based off of that, like they're really scientists? And 
the answer is in today's mindset about what a scientist is, absolutely not. But in that mindset about what a scientist was and that understanding of the world, absolutely yes. Um, and it was a real cross section between faith and science, you know, but you don't even look at that. I mean, the, in a lot of ways, the original scientists of the modern age were all Catholic monks. Yeah. Yeah. You know? or, or funded by them. Or funded by them. A hundred percent, you know. So um, I'm not. I'm yeah, not, we get chemistry from alchemy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm not 100% sure why they have to be separate. I know the arguments as to why they're, like, I know a lot of the arguments, obviously, in terms of why they're separate. Um, you know, when you look at, like, well, some people will say, well, science is about what and religion is about why. Or science is about how and religion is about why, you know. Um, so they're sort of after the same effort. Science is after a deeper understanding of the universe and how it works. And religion is like the spiritual version of that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've heard like that argument before, but that like sort of presupposes that you can't have a belief in God that might be based off of sort of scientific concepts. Cause like, that's where mine's at. You know, yeah, for me, it's it's more the uh, I agree with that, but I would just add that the 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 true usefulness of religion was the exploration of like your internal mental world, and then by extension, the uh, uh, internal mental world of the rest of your fellow humans. There's like your personal mythology, you know, your dreams and your memories and you know, weird perceptions. And right. then there's the mythology of the rest of the species. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you and think about we, like, we, we, we learn by stories, you know? Yep. I had much this to a much greater extent than facts or figures. Sorry. A hundred percent. I was going to say, I had this uh, professor in rabbinical school who I think rightly said, if you really, really, really want to understand why you believe the things you believe about God, um, or about just whatever the larger thing is that you believe in, just look at your relationship with your parents and that'll like explain everything. <laughs> that's yeah. what she said. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's really right. You know, there's some truth to that. There's some mm -hmm. truth to that. You know, so whatever you really, you're exposed to in those early years have yeah. like a permanent hold on you. Yeah. So when you really, really think about it, um, in a lot of ways, the cross section between religion as we consider it now and science as we consider it now is psychology and psychiatry um, because mm -hmm. it's a scientific approach to understanding personal narrative. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's kind of like where that's at, but I don't think we need to stop there. You know, like I think we can also recognize that there's a lot of faith in science, for example, because there's just, this, there's, there's faith everywhere. I mean, when I walk out of the door to my apartment, I'm doing so believing I'm going to eventually come back into my apartment later that day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's faith. <laughs> um, so we have a science-based uh, religion. Yeah. A forward-facing, exploration-focused uh, exploration, uh, religion. Um, how do we get to equality? which is where we leave off until next time, the all-important question of equality. By the way, if you'd rather experience this discussion in one long conversation, 
You can listen to that just about anywhere podcasts are played under the title of Sunshine and Brain by Josh Burroughs. Until next time, this has been Andre Joseph Martin at Ideas by Andre. Peace. Peace.